0: You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice. This is episode 101 Waiting Until It's Perfect Doesn't Work. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for sound and energy medicine practitioners who want to turn their practices into aligned careers that point toward freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Well, hey there. We are talking today in this episode about letting go of perfectionism in your business. And why this is so important, maybe it's obvious, but in short, if we're waiting for things to be perfect, we never put it out there. Maybe you've considered this before, maybe not, because... It will never be perfect. There will always be something to make better and perfect. And as long as you're waiting for perfection, that's really all you'll be doing. You'll be waiting. You won't be creating results in your business. I see this with practitioners who are creating new offers or working on some type of marketing efforts. They're in this constant creation mode or constant practice mode or constant consumption mode. And a year has gone by and they still don't have the clients. They spent all year trying to perfect their craft. And in the meantime, all their potential clients are missing out on what they could help them with. Now, I've never been a perfectionist and I actually think that that's one of my superpowers. I'm the kind of person who will throw something together that I feel like is good enough and I put it out there, which is why I've had the momentum that I do in my business. That being said, I did have an experience this summer of creating version two of my foundations for a successful practice video training series in the Grow a Thriving Practice coaching program. I was creating some new videos and worksheets to refine and simplify my process for how to grow a practice. And I made this plan with myself to have it all finished within a month. And I found myself delaying and delaying, and delaying. (laughs) And so I had to ask myself, what was really going on? And here's the thing, I had this idea in my head of what these videos were going to look like. And meanwhile, I was creating the content and delivering it in monthly live workshops in my program. So the content was all there, but I wasn't putting these recordings of these live workshops into the official Grow a Thriving Practice curriculum. Because they didn't match my original original idea of how the videos would look. So what did I do? I decided that instead of creating all new videos, which is clearly holding me back from putting the content out there for my new clients coming in, I decided to take the videos of the live workshops and make those version two of the curriculum. I decided I was done holding back precious information, and I laid them out in a step-by-step fashion. I matched them up with worksheets and voila, (laughs) we have planting the seeds for a thriving practice. While version one was great and incredibly helpful for my clients, I feel that version two represents a much more simplified version that can definitely help my clients get results with their business faster. It is really good and I'm really proud of it. And you know what? It's B-minus work. And I I tell people that. I actually, I'm, I'm usually always telling my clients, you know, this is my B-minus work because I really want to be an example of putting something out there that's not perfect, but that's good enough. B-minus work is good enough because what I think is B-minus work can be somebody else's A+. And I've actually had that feedback before. When I've told my clients, this is my B-minus work, they go, well, it looks like A-plus to me, right? So our A-plus doesn't get into the hands of the people who it can help. So I am all about creating something that is B-minus and putting it out there for your people to benefit from. So let's talk a little bit about What drives you toward perfectionist thinking? I find that what often underlies perfectionism from the clients that I work with is fear. Fear of doing it wrong, of getting it wrong. Fear of failure. Fear of rejection, embarrassment, humiliation. It's not necessarily this overachievement type of thing. I think, and and maybe if there is that overachievement kind of, you know, I hear a lot of A-type personality, whatnot. I honestly think that what lies underneath that, that vibrational current is fear. And where does this fear come from? I mean, oftentimes it's your upbringing. I mean, what were you taught in school about failure? That it's bad, right? That you should fail. Failure is shameful, So you spend most of your life avoiding failure, and then you find something you truly love and you have a passion for, and instead of putting it out into the world, you hide behind it. The fear keeps you hiding and holding tightly to the idea that you must be better before you can share it, or it must be better before you can share it. But I really want you to think about it like this. If what you are now or whatever it is now is good enough and that good enough can help someone today, then why keep that from them? If you truly believe that you are or whatever it is that you're wanting to put out there into the world isn't good enough yet, I want you to ask yourself, and answer it honestly, and as objectively as possible. What would make it good enough? So if you're thinking, I'm not good enough yet as a practitioner, ask yourself honestly, what does make a practitioner good enough? For me, a practitioner that is good enough is someone who is certified. They've gone through the training. They've had the required amount of practice sessions. They've had their own life experience that has called them to help in this way. They're present, they listen, and they value their client's time. To me, that's good enough. So is that you? Seriously, do this exercise for yourself. What makes a practitioner good enough And do you fall within those qualifications? Your qualifications might be totally different than mine. So I want you to do this exercise on your own. What makes a practitioner good enough? And do you fall within those qualifications? And if you have a course or something you're creating, what would make a course in whatever topic you're teaching good enough? right? Let's just follow those standards of what is good enough because if we're waiting for the A plus work or if we're trying to create something that A, that's A plus, we will never get there because we're always going to be finding ways to make it better. The um, version two of what I just put out there to my clients, I will be refining that and making it better. There's no question about it. Even if I thought it was absolutely perfect. There would be something that I would revise down the road. And so if I keep waiting for those revisions to end, I'm never going to put it out there. Same with the website. I hear this all the time. I've (laughs) had to encourage so many of my clients to just publish their darn website. You've been working on it for a year. (laughs) It's never going to be perfect. And as long as you're waiting for that, it's not going to be out there for people to find. All right? All right. Now, once you do this exercise, you know, asking that question, what would be good enough? Then it's time to address the fear that's going to come up naturally of putting it out there, right? Because it's the fear really that prevents us from even putting B minus work. That's where that perfectionism comes in is, you know, we're like, okay, this is good enough. But here comes the fear and now I'm going to tell myself that it's not good enough because I'm afraid. Okay, so what if you put yourself out there and you fail? What will you make that mean about yourself? Will you make it mean that you're a terrible human being and that you should have never tried and, you know, blah, 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 blah? You could tell yourself that story or you could decide ahead of time what you want to make it mean. Okay, so if you put yourself out there and you fail, what do you want to make that mean? I like to consider failure as a learning opportunity. We will never find success if we aren't willing to fail. I like the saying, success is built on a pile of failures. And in Grow a Thriving Practice, I teach this heavily I even have a framework that's all about creating a 30 to 60 day goal, implementing at B minus level. And at the end of that 30 to 60 days, looking at the results that you created and learning. If my clients don't get the result they wanted at the end of that time frame, it's not time to quit and throw in the towel. It's time to look at what went well, what didn't go well, And what might they do differently, and try again, and again, and again, until they get the result that they want? And that is how you succeed: by trying, failing, learning, and then trying again. All right. So it's time to let go of perfectionism. Your B-minus work can help someone else succeed. It can help them win. And I know you, that that would be a huge win for you too. All right, my friend, go put your B-minus work out into the world and help others. And if you liked this episode, please like, subscribe, follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, and leave a review. These are the things that help this podcast get into the hands of others who might need to hear these messages. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay well. Are you an energy medicine or sound healing practitioner and you're wanting to grow a thriving practice, but you're feeling confused, stuck, afraid, Don't worry. I have the perfect resource for you. Go to JillianFaldmo.com to claim your free Harness Your Emotional Awareness to Grow Your Business Roadmap. It will help you turn those emotions into the fuel that will drive the action to create the business that you love. Go grab it now. JillianFaldmo.com.